0: Jiu-Jitsu Impossible. At 35 years old, starting jujitsu, jitsu I thought getting my black belt was impossible. But with hard work and a great group of friends around you, anything is possible.
1: Welcome back to Jiu-Jitsu Impossible. Chad's here. Professor Clint, how are you doing? Pretty good. What's up, Chad? We've got a special guest this week. Yes, we do. David Jones, Jiu-Jitsu brown belt, karate black belt, and the man who knows more languages than me and Clint combined. Howdy, howdy! <laughs> yeah,
0: I knew you was going to do that.
1: <laughs> so we're you know, popping back on to tell the kind of finish telling the story of jujitsu in Central Louisiana uh, here at what we call the Chuck E. Cheese location, Metro Drive. Metro Drive, and then we got you know Coach da- Coach David's being here because he's the face that you'll most likely see when you start jujitsu. Unfortunately,
2: <laughs> God will get you for that. <laughs>
1: Uh, Coach David, you know he takes on the new beginners. Take tells them you know the, the positions, stuff like that. Like welcomes them into the fray, and then we get thrown into the pool, the deep end together.
2: Yeah, I think I got that uh, inviting look about me. I told Professor, said you can't be intimidated by this. Taking one look at me, <laughs> yeah, if David can do it. We can all do it, right?
1: Oh, so so we're talking about our current location, the uh, Chuck E. Cheese location. I realize every one of these things gets called. By these different names and we never actually have like anything that re- remotely related to jujitsu when we talk about our locations.
0: Yeah, that's true. It, it's weird how it happened.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, talk about the move from just dance to check is where is the crow flies 200 yards away.
0: Right. Um, I got offered to buy the building at that time it was just way out of balance too much. Um, they needed to come down a little bit. Um, then another company bought the building and they said, all right, we're going to move your lobby area to where Sue Ellen's was, and uh, we're going to cut a hole for you, and you can go into the mats that way. I said, but I'm going to lose about a third of my mat space. And they're like, yeah, but it'll be fine. And then also they said, we're going to go up on your rent. I said, wait a minute. So I'm losing mat space. You're going up on my rent. And they're like, you have two months left in your lease. Where are you going to go? So... Immediately, my wife started calling Petron and uh, asking around, and we found this location, and we said, you know what, it's not perfect, it's not big enough yet, but we thought this would be a good fit, busy street, and um, within two months, we we moved over. In fact, when we moved everything over, we did it in pretty much uh, three hours.
1: I imagine it was, it, it was like, we don't have Saturday class this week, so come bring your trucks, put everything in the back of the trucks, and drive them over.
0: Yeah, but then we had class after.
1: <laughs> like, that, that was
0: the thing. You had to have class. You can't just come to the gym and not train. Yeah. So everybody came to help because they wanted to be the first group to train the new location. And uh, they're like, what are we going to call it? And I looked out, and I said, oh, Chuck E. Cheese. That's it, the Chuck E. Cheese location. And,
1: and, and we we used to only have one of the slots here, too. Uh, it was
0: it – was, Originally, it was two, but when we got it, it already knocked out a wall, oh, okay. so it was okay. Con- one. Okay, I still pay three utility bills because it's like three yeah. slots. And then, um, what was the name of that little, uh, dan- not dance, uh, kid's store next door? Laney B's. laney B's, yeah. Uh, they decided they were going to uh, throw the dice and uh, roll the dice and go to Versailles, which is, uh, if you guys are listening you're not from this area, it's the real... Re- Uh, Ritsey part. Ritzy is Alexander. Yeah, Alexander can. (laughs) They're high prices, you know, uh, for not much. And uh, she decided to bet the farm. She lost, but we got the addition. So, you know, we won.
1: Yeah, yeah, another spot here. So so how many people did we have when we made the transition between Just Dance?
0: What do you say, David? About 140? That sounds about right. Yeah, Around that area. Yeah.
1: So when we're pushing now, we're well over 200.
0: Right, the the, uh, the funny thing is, before we got Lanny B's location and expanded, it was the smallest mats I'd ever had in, in my entire existence as a jiu-jitsu gym. And before uh, the the totalitarian lockdowns of COVID and all that, we were pushing uh two hundred and forty something students. Wow! And we had to expand classes for our beginners to Wednesday nights and Friday nights just so we'd have enough uh, mat space. We we would do maybe 15 minutes of instruction, and the rest was rolling, and we'd have to come in in shifts. People would be all along the walls. It was amazing.
1: Yeah, I think it's probably Brazilian style. You're sitting there waiting on whose name you're going to draw.
0: Right, except we had better hygiene probably than the Brazilians. I see pictures of that. That's scary looking at it. it
1: And it looks like a water park. You could like see. So 15 years, we've been in this location for about five years? Roughly.
0: Yes, because um, in March, yeah, over five years, because in March our uh, lease comes up, and we have to decide, stay or go. Oh, oh, well,
1: then we might have a fourth episode of this series. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we just got to find another cool restaurant or something to go next to so we can find a cool name. I saw somebody online, this. They're, I think they're in Florida, but they put mats on a floating dock, and were doing jujitsu in the middle of a lake. But they Man. added a th- and rather than uh, a the submissions mm-hmm. or points. It was also if you could just throw them off the mat into All the water. Right.
0: I bet their technique was very fluid.
2: <laughs> gives new tech. It gives new meaning to the term floating armbar.
1: Yeah, very nice. <laughs> so you know what has this era of jiu-jitsu? Because a lot of times the conversation is not just really about the location, but using the locations to talk and to mark the eras of of the team here, like what do you feel like has really marked the era of this, these last five years, this location, this group of people? I'll
0: let David fill
1: fill that one first.
0: Go ahead.
2: I think this is the period where we've seen the most expansion in terms of student numbers.
0: I I feel like it's also where we got a a new core. You know, we always – have a core Jackson Street, just dance, and then we have this one. You know, there's people like um, like Rick uh, Decote, uh that, you know, started to do something with his son because his son's like, I'm doing jiu-jitsu, you should do it, Dad. His son didn't last, didn't make it to Blue Belt, and, uh, you know, Rick's a purple working on brown, you know. Uh, so we would, that that's an, another thing. Uh, for me, it's special because I feel like this is where uh, I really – Grew as a jiu-jitsu uh, brown and black belt, this place. This is this is what made me. Uh, this is where I aged, I should say, in jiu-jitsu.
1: Did we have any brown belts besides you at Just Dance? Nope, just me. So in a lot of ways, you can say this location is the first time. You know, we've had the full, the, 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 the full poster. Yes, we've, too.
0: we've got it all filled up. It's, well, not red belt, but we'll, let's just go to black. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because,
1: I mean, that was you know, some of the things we've talked about that's kind of been a running theme through this kind of first, first part, the first series of the podcast, is, you know, your progression in jiu alongside of the students. And it seems like, you know, probably the last couple of years at Just Dance were like this more, but here, especially since you're getting, you got your black belt three years ago, like, this is the place to where there's the full gamut of instruction and, you know, all of your expertise, is is able to influence the multiple levels of jujitsu that we have on the mats multiple times a week.
0: Right. You've got every example of the belt uh, color to ask questions, to train with. Uh, I mean, where else are you going to find uh, five black belts on a Thursday night in class? You know, like last night I had to run to my son's football game, and I needed somebody to take over. I had – three brown belts standing there, um, maybe a fourth came in late, who knows. Um, and then I had two black belts, you know, on the mat. The others were on vacation. I'm like, okay, I'm going, which is nice. I couldn't do that before. Yeah, You know, David would tell you I'd be worried about someone, you know, killing somebody. You know, they'd watch the flying arm bars on YouTube, and I'm like, oh, no, they're going to try that. You know, i got to <laughs> stop them.
1: Well, it's was even Wednesday nights. We started Wednesday nights back up, and I was here for Wednesday night. And I was stoked just because I love Corey and Dustin's jujitsu. Yeah. And then we're all in here, and then Professor Ben pulls in, and then Barrett walks in. I realize like this is still on yeah. a small night. You've got from no stripe white belts to black
0: belts. Oh, it's awesome. Uh, so Dustin, for those that don't know, uh, he's a barber by trade. Uh, Corey works at Procter and Gamble where they make soap. And they came to me saying, hey, look, um, we'd like for the gym to be open six days a week. Uh, just because of my my beliefs, I won't roll or train, open the gym on Sundays. I just don't. You know, guys, if six days isn't enough, you know, I, even God rested on the seventh day. We'll just go to Jose's. Yeah, Jose, yeah, he's a he's a different animal. <laughs> um, but um, so I knew that if they were going to just basically open the gym, that I was always going to have a black belt or brown belt coming in the train. Uh, so – they're really just wanted an extra night. But I know that as long as Dustin's here, they're gonna be on the cutting edge of techniques and we know Corey's gonna teach clean moves. Yeah. I brought it all the way back to the barber and soap guy. <laughs> yeah. For those that are listening at home. I now
1: I now I was here and I'll tell you, there's a moment where Dustin was showing something and I felt he looked at me and he's like, You need to see it again and I had this look of amazement on my face. And he said, You need to see it again. And afterwards, I told him, I said, you yeah, know, I appreciate it again. But what was really going on was somebody taught me that move mm-hmm. when I was here for three weeks, maybe. Uh, Jerry Pugh taught me. And it was just getting an Americana from side control and, and stuff in the left arm or stuff in the, the opposing arm. And I gave up trying to hit it because I, I, I can't do this. I don't know what's right. going on. And Dustin taught that move and broke down. I'm sitting there and my, my head is like, oh, my goodness, how did I never think of these things? And it's just wild that, you know, everyone's jujitsu is different. Yes. But what I imagine is we have so many people at a high level here now. I, I don't think that I realize how much I'm taking it for granted compared to what it was 10 years ago when it was a bunch of whites, a handful of blues, and you had your purple belt and what it was like training in that environment.
0: Yeah, it was – it was wild. We were doing the best we, we could. Uh, I miss some of those days just because, uh, not financially, but I, I do miss the, those days because we were um, a lot tighter. The hardest part for me now is to get to know each student, and I want to. That's me. That, I want to wow. know who they are. Um, and my heart's been broken by students too, the past students that have left and uh, gone on to different you know, fields. Uh, You know, different pastures. They think it's greener on the other side. Um, But, you know, as they say in divorce, it just makes you fat. Um, But, uh, yeah. (laughs) Um, But at the same time, you know, uh, you got to throw yourself out there because you need to develop that relationship with someone um, in jujitsu because you're trusting them with your life while you roll. But also, the other thing for me is that I'm not going to promote anyone to a brown or black belt that I don't trust, and they don't represent us as a group. You know, you're not going to have any hot shots just, you know, out for themselves here, you know, steroid guys. We're going to have good students that want to be here and benefit themselves and the gym. Yeah. Does
1: that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Coach David, you know, you – I mean you I remember we were talking driving back from the last in house about your history here and you actually started at Jackson Street.
2: Uh Jiu Jitsu, yes, I started at Jackson Street. <laughs> um but I've So you've no, been doing karate with him for yeah a lot longer than that. Yeah, it'll be eighteen years in January that I've been training under Professor Clint. Yeah, the only one longer is Viking. Is yeah. Um yeah, I, I came up through the through the karate ranks, and I, I my first jiu-jitsu class was in 2010, and I just kind of got into that just because I was looking for additional ways to train because I was also getting ready to test for my karate black belt, and I knew that was going to be an ordeal. Um, and uh, I trained for a little while, and then I took some time off, um, Came back to it I think on a regular basis around twenty sixteen. Uh it was a two stripe white belt at the time and then I just kind of you know continued on with it. Yeah. He never really totally got
0: out. He just wasn't consistent for for several years. That's pretty yeah.
2: much. So what was like when
1: me and Professor have had a lot of conversations on the podcast the last few weeks about just seeing the, the culture and the vibe and all the things change over the years? But well, you've seen a lot of that too, because like you said, you've been with doing karate here with the other kind of arm of Genesis martial arts uh this whole time. Like, what have like you noticed or maybe seen as some high points or unique features throughout all the different eras of, of the academy here?
2: Um Lord, I'm not quite sure how to answer that question. Um yeah, I, I'm not quite sure that I understand the question. Okay. Like, how,
1: how have you noticed things change, or maybe favorite memories or something of just the different eras?
2: Um, I think the the environment now has only improved over time, um, and I think that has to do with the number of people that we we've managed to retain that have that have come up through the ranks because you know you hear the statistics that what less than one percent of people that get started will make it to black belt and you know you look at the number of uh, purple belts and above that we have here now um, that back in the day like like you said we only had just you know a handful of maybe blue belts one purple belt and an army of white belts and so many of them have come and gone but now that we have so many people that have stayed with it longer, you have uh, a better quality of uh, of people that that can help, that can instruct. You have uh, I'm trying to think how the best way to put it a higher concentration of people that have come up mm-hmm. through the ranks and that know where you've been at versus you know just an elite few. Yeah, I guess if that makes sense. Yeah,
0: and here it seems like the quality of people we have attract the same quality of people.
1: Yeah. So do, and I've noticed this. What's interesting is there's you know people always make jokes about different belts having you know, different moves and this sort of thing like you know purple belts are going to invert and show up late that sort of mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. But what's interesting is we've got enough people now that are high level to where there really are some very different games. Oh, definitely. That are I mean you've got the 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 big boy club which I'm part of. Yeah, Have we all. We all studied the, the, the pressure of Justin Accord, mm-hmm. <laughs> but then like I think I get Dustin's style. Like, Dustin's jujitsu style is just wild. You know, talk about the technicality that Corey has. Um, you know, I, Barrett has a really interesting style mm-hmm. compared to other folks. Not that I mean, it's like you're seeing that. Like I, I feel like that's the thing that a lot of places don't have access to. I look on social media and see other people taking, you know, their post post roll pictures, and you do you see the white belt army. And a little bit of color, and then a brown or a black belt. And that's what we're, we're fairly diverse in rank here.
0: We have amazing retention, and I don't know why, you know. I barely keep my wife focused on what I'm saying, you know, but yet people listen and they, they come. Even the other gyms, uh, you know, guys that get on Facebook, everybody's got their little tribal pride. They'll say, oh, we're the best, we're this, that, and the other, but they always make their way here to train. You know they want to train with our guys, and and I believe that everybody just lifts everybody up. But yeah, the games are so diverse. One of the ones that cracks me up is uh is Coach Rob. He'll come in wearing his scrubs, just got through saving lives at the hospital, and the next thing you know, he's taking lives. It's it's just such a change, and you never know what he's gonna do. Is he playing, you know, bottom game tonight, top game, whatever he, he likes to mix it up?
1: There's a, there's only a handful of people that I dread when I see them mm-hmm. like pointing at me, and he's one of them because I mean he's
2: he's he's a small guy, he's little, but he's just he's fast and he's ruthless, and his game just goes
1: zero to hundred instantly.
0: Awesome, and then we're getting a lot of bigger guys, and you know I'm I'm only five six, almost five seven, and I'm about to be 51 and sometimes I'm like, oh, man, I don't want to roll with this new white belt. He's gigantic, but you have to, you know, you have to get in there just so that they know that you know your stuff because they want to roll with a black belt. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sometimes I feel like uh captain, uh, Ahab on uh, Moby Dick, you know, when he was tied up and everything, but at least I got the harpoon yeah. and that's jujitsu. I've got a tool yeah. that'll help me. Um, my, uh, professor came, uh, to Jackson Street to do a seminar. It was his first seminar years ago, and there was a guy over 400 pounds. And uh, he laid on top of Professor, and I thought, my gosh, what's going on? And Professor got – he got out of uh, the mount. It took him a while, and then he tapped the guy, and he was spent. But, man, uh, just seeing him tired from a guy that size, but jiu-jitsu triumphed. And so some nights here with the new guys, you just have to uh, – like. What do they call it? Uh, uh when you oh you're breaking the uh bronco, right? Yeah, you're gonna uh fix that horse so you can put a saddle on them. And sometimes you have to do that to smooth out their jujitsu.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So what do y'all
1: what are, what would y'all love to see the next five years of jiu-jitsu culture here at you know the A team look like?
2: David. Um I'm looking forward to seeing more students come in, uh, more students get promoted to their brown belts and and black belts, um, and just watching the the positive feedback from that, more students leading to more instructors leading to more students and so on, and with that coming, a greater diversity of roles. I'd like to see more
0: people um, discovering who they are here on these mats, becoming better people seeing my brown belts get their black belts achieving that that dream the other thing is the mma program Mm -hmm. i'd like to see jose coach jose uh elevate that maybe a bigger location uh we need it i'd like to see more kids get involved in this Uh, and we you know they like soccer they like baseball this other stuff but at the end of the day this is a lifelong activity that can help them in way more ways than just sports and i'm former PE teacher, so I'm pro sports. It's just, this is something different. It's unique. And then he, my ultimate goal is at some point, whether it's this location or we move, is to have uh, an icy machine. <laughs> it's not too much to ask. Oh, I would love, I would love oh, an IC. An IC after you roll? Yeah, it would be great. <laughs> I'll
1: tell you what I'm thinking about, and I just think this is neat, because I only know of one, although I'm sure there's a couple, but I know the Youth Belt Ranking System. Mm-hmm. It's a of a, a kid makes it all the way through that belt rank system, when they turn sixteen, historically that means that they can be promoted to a blue belt, right?
0: Yes, uh, Grace United, we push it another year to yeah. seventeen. So, but so yes,
1: so so that uh, how many kids have you been able to see go through that whole spectrum and get promoted to their blue belt at seventeen? Morgan, Morgan, that's it. Is that it? That's, that's it so far. It's so like that. I, I'm looking at because uh, something you started doing. I wish you wouldn't have. A few uh, weeks back, mm-hmm. you started making me roll with
0: the teen girls. Yeah. And by the way, David, this is the <sighs> second time he's brought this up on a podcast because uh-huh. they're
1: the worst.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> but like I, or like Sawyer, like I, we have got some like 13 year old killers. Yes, I've I've seen him tap a purple belt before. Like,
1: I don't know what, um. Lauren, mm-hmm. or Sawyer, or Sarah, or a
0: Gabby—like, what? What are they going to be like? And don't they're... forget about Owen. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've stayed
1: away from Owen so far. I've not had to yeah. feel that well, right. Well,
0: and the thing is, you have to tap because he's deaf. He takes his his little so you can his little ear buzz. So you out. can't hear yourself. So yeah, so you gotta uh, you gotta tap him. Um, yeah, he he listens to the podcast.
1: So yeah, so what that well, now he's gonna come after me since I said. Yeah, it, I know. So great. <laughs>
0: um, but like that to
1: me is like. I can't wait to see because just watching the leadership those kids provide. Mm-hmm. I mean, I learned from them. Now it's like, hey, when one of those comes, I'm like, yeah, please let's because I've learned so much from them. I I can't wait to see what it's like for us to be having these kids come through.
2: That that's actually um, you asked earlier, one of the highlights that I've seen over the years, and that's these kids that we had trained since they were in the Matt gator class, and now they've moved up, and now they're helping us teach the next generation of the kids' classes. That, that's something. I think yes. that's,
1: they're gonna be That's going to be nuts in a few years when that batch of them, because they're all around the same age, if that batch sticks when they hit 17, that's going to be terrifying.
0: Oh, yeah, they're scary. Uh, it's like raising snakes to bite you. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what's going to happen.
1: Yeah, yeah I, that that's that's I think that would be cool because like, just watching the change that you can see um like I always show up early cuz like to socialize and I've noticed with the little kids that the, the kids class force, you can tell the kids demeanor's change just in a handful of weeks just Oh yeah. the self-confidence and excitement.
0: Sometimes I'm on a mat like uh rolling with Owen a few weeks ago and I thought To myself, all those times I was easy on them and I didn't tap them when I could have, I wish I had all that back right now. (laughs) I want it now. (laughs) You know, like he meant, I have the power.
1: (laughs) Well, uh, this has been a fun way, I think, to get the podcast started just to talk about. It's been a cheesy way, too. Oh, Oh, puns. Quick. But just to talk about how we got to where we are now because I do think that, this is a truly unique place for jiu for multiple reasons, uh, but it's because of these memories and these stories and all the folks that just are the quintessential. So to kind of wrap up something we've done the last couple of times, like when you think of this location, like how would you
0: describe the jiu-jitsu we've done here? Polished. That's it. That's what, that's what comes to mind, polished.
2: Um I just think this is the place where as we mentioned earlier the team of instructors was established.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. Um before we we pause I do want to tell a little story. There was um there was just a an incident that uh, just stayed in my mind the day we moved everything in we had open mat. Everybody left. I was the last one here to lock up and everything. I said, you know what? I'm going to meet my new neighbors. So I went to both stores on each side. And then I went to Chuck E. Cheese and uh, went in there, talked to the manager, had a pizza and a beer because uh, you can get beer at Chuck E. Cheese, which is amazing with kids and everything. And uh, y'all never knew that. Yeah, it's great. So I'm sitting there having a beer. Did not know that. And I told the manager, uh, "Yeah, I think we're going to do well." I said, "It's like a great partnership." I said, "You guys are a place where a kid can be a kid. We're a place where a kid can choke a kid." And uh, he got me a free beer from from just saying that. So it was a, <laughs> that was a good memory. But that's how we kicked it off. So we're going to be strategic on our next move. Yeah, okay, we need something yeah. cool.
1: Need something. Can you beat? Well, Eunice, you've got a lot of places
0: next to you. Yeah. Boy, oh, man, I have no problems getting people to come down and train in the Eunice gym yeah. because we can go eat at DC's, DI's, all these great places, man. It's, it's, it's easy.
1: Well, uh, Professor, Coach, thank you all for uh, the conversation today. Thanks for Jiu-Jitsu Impossible. And I'll see you all in the Madison's.
0: All right. Thanks, Chad. Thanks for having me.